Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and good night. Welcome to Crash Culture. What the fuck is we doing? Yeah, it's the end of 2019. It's the end of a decade, the end of an era. Yeah. And it's only right that we crack it off with an artist. Hold on, let me just let y'all... You can't not get hyped with that. How can I lose? How can I lose? How? How can I lose? It's crash culture. Alright, now that we didn't cracked off this season finale of episode 15, the right way of crash culture. Like I said. Never be afraid to be great. And that's what this year is all about. And that's what this decade has been about for me personally. So this episode, this season one, I mean, I just needed to start something. And that's what this was about. This is this crash culture is all about you starting something positive to move yourself and the culture forward in a positive direction. Um, enough of me giving self-promo on this, on this podcast. Y'all gonna hear it enough in my commercials. Let me get into the topics that we're gonna talk about, starting off with the best of the best, a review of the past decade. Everything from sports to gaming to technology. I mean, I pretty much thought of it all and I created lists to go with it too. I know these lists are going to be a little bit controversial to some, but to me, I feel comfortable where they at. And yes, they are in numerical order. And I would challenge anybody to debate me on any one of these lists. Like I said, they're going to be on the Crash Culture Facebook page, the Crash Culture Instagram page, and they're going to be on the Crash Culture website, uh, CrashCultureMedia.com, launching on Martin Luther King's birthday next month. So, basically, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to explain to y'all. I think I'm going to start off with, let's say I'm going to mix it up right now. I'm going to start off with the best athletes of the decade. Because, you know, we all going to know who's going to go number one. But whatever, I'm going to get into it anyways. Then I'm going to get into the best technology, the best teams and sports the best all the blah 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 you don't want to hear me talk about it you just want to hear me get to it so we're going to get straight into it by the way this is part one of two i had so much content when i sat down and thought about this stuff i'm sorry y'all i had to make two episodes for this we're going to do one today for New Year's Eve for y'all to have something to listen to as you bring the New Year in. And then we're going to do it a, 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 a part two of the season finale. And that's going to be part two dropping on New Year's Day tomorrow where we're going to review uh, 2019 and the best and the worst of what of 2019. And we're going to talk about 2020 and crash culture moving forward. But anyways, let me get into the list. All right. The best athletes of the decade, LeBron James. I'm pretty sure nobody would argue me. He's a freak of nature. 
I mean, he is three and six in the NBA Finals. <coughs> cough, cough. Which is why he'll never be the goat. But mm, bronze sexuals, I'm pretty sure they wanna wanna choke me out right now for saying that. But I don't give a fuck. Get over it. Serena Williams, Floyd Mayweather, Tom Brady, championships, champions on top of champions, undefeated for Floyd Mayweather, Serena Williams having like twenty something. U.S. Open titles, um, Tom Brady, five championships. He lost to the Giants twice and Seahawks won. You know, so he got losses like LeBron, but at least he has a winning record when it matters most. So I'm not going to kill Tom Brady too much for that. He's still the GOAT quarterback in his sport, and you know the quarterbacks run the game of football. So you got to say he's the best athlete in football, and because of that, He's not actually that great of a, a great of an athlete in reality. It's just that you know what I mean. Fuck that shit. Usain Bolt, the human lightning bolt, needs no introduction. The fastest man on planet Earth, Simone Bliles, uh, was 14 years old when she captured her first U.S. Olympic gold medal, I believe. Uh, gymnast and has been winning ever since. She does stuff that nobody can believe in there. Michael Phelps, everybody know, probably the greatest swimmer of all time. Lionel Messi, uh, I could have put somebody else in this spot, but, you know, I don't know too much about football, and all I hear about is Messi all the damn time for everybody who knows about football, so I just threw him in there, whatever. You know, I personally liked it, Rolandinho, because um, he looked like a black guy and he could dribble the ball real good. You know, dribble the soccer ball real good. But, hey, you know, they say Lionel Messi's good and he scores a lot. I've seen him score a few times, so I guess he's good. Whatever. Uh, Roger Federer, yeah, I know he raw. I know him and Rafael Nadal is raw. But only one can make the list, and Roger Federer's um, resume has more accomplishments on it. That's why he made it over um, Lionel Messi. I don't know too much about hockey other than Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby in the past couple of years were the GOATs. Sidney Crosby won two titles back-to-back, so boom, he made the list as the final one. You know, I tried to pull one from every sport, so that's why you could probably say there Drew Brees probably can go in above somebody else. Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard can go in above somebody else. But LeBron already took that spot from them because he's the best athlete in the past 10 years in sports. Don't worry. Going forward, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard's probably going to have to battle it out because they have the most uh, they have the most accomplishments that are comparable to each other leaning forward. And um, I think it's going to take anybody a while to catch Tom Brady or Floyd Mayweather or anybody else on this list. It's going to be a while for anybody to catch those other people on this list, especially Serena Williams. Um... So, yeah, LeBron's pretty much the only one that somebody could come for on this list. And the thing about LeBron is he's number one. So go figure. Um, Time to get into the best teams of the decade. Golden State Warriors created some of the best teams ever assembled in pro sports and the four pro and the four major pro sports history. Baseball, basketball, soccer, and hockey. 
Golden State, they had the 73 and 19, which wasn't even the best version of the Golden State Warriors. The best version of the Golden State Warriors was Kevin Durant, year one, um, 2016, no, 2016, 2017, whatever. That motherfucker on the Golden State Warriors with Klay Thompson and Draymond Green was unstoppable. Um, and then they added young talent with uh, JaVale, well, not young talent with JaVale McGee. What's the guy named? I forget the guy named, the, 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 the young dude that was a power forward that was dunking all over the place. Whatever. Nobody talks about him anymore because Golden State Warriors are trash now. That, um, that escalated quickly. Anyways, the UConn women's basketball team with, uh, led by head coach Gino Ariyama. I think they won five titles in the past 10 years. They went like 39-0 and 40-0, like three out of those five titles or some shit, or four out of those five titles. They was like completely undefeated, and they had a record for most wins like consistently or some shit like that, or they was first or second in it, whatever. I know that they was raw as fuck. The U.S. women's soccer team. Not a lot of people give them a lot of credit because it's the women's soccer instead of the men's soccer. If U.S. men's soccer was dominating with the, like that, which I don't think they ever will, because there's too many guys internationally that are too passionate about soccer that literally are training in the street with no shoes on every day. And Americans have a lot of things to their convenience. So it only it, it's it's going to be hard for the U.S. men's soccer team to win a championship you know, um, or to be dom as dominant as the women's championship, uh, women's soccer team. The Alabama Crimson Tide football team, um, uh, college football team. I, I, I know I was tired of Nick Saban winning national titles, just like you, for years and years and years. All he did was win national championships. So that's why he's in here above the New England Patriots with Tom Brady. They're a bunch of fucking cheaters. But they did win like three titles in 10 years. So uh, we can't be mad about it. There's the San Francisco Giants. They won three titles in 10 years as well. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about them because they kind of like aren't as the most relevant team. The Miami Heat, we all know, made LeBron's career when he came down here. That's where he got his first two rings and saved his legacy and then eventually set Cleveland up to go back and win championships with them when Miami had to keep giving them their first round draft picks and they kept getting uh, the first round over. I still think the NBA rigged that shit for them to get Kyrie so LeBron could come back, give Cleveland a championship. I think they even rigged the championship, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Villanova men's college basketball team. Another team that won three championships in the past 10 years. Pittsburgh Penguins, you heard me talk about that earlier. With that guy, Sidney Crosby, that was the team in, uh, in hockey that won back-to-back -back championships. And the Yankees are the fucking Yankees. They almost have to be on every all-time team list. They have the most championships in pro sports history. So, you know, they won in the beginning of the decade. They won at the end of the decade. Fuck the Yankees. I'm a Marlins fan. I used to be a Yankees fan when I was young. But that was the one thing, like, I converted from. I mean, the, I, I I went back to like because the Marlins won the World uh, World Series when I was like in elementary school, so and I was already like fucking with the Yankees, so I was just like, uh, you know what, my home team won one one, I I respect it. 
The Dolphins, I don't think that I'm too far going into this Viking shit. So I don't think the Dolphins are ever going to get my fandom. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't watch the 72 Dolphins. Ever since I've known the Dolphins, they've been trash. They never won anything. So they, and I'm already grown now. I'm, I'm not a kid where my mind could be swayed anymore. So I'm just never going to be a Dolphins fan. You know, the most a Dolphin fan could get from me is saying good season. You know, if they win a championship, which is probably never going to happen because they curse because the owner decided to say, fuck the Native American burial ground and build Joe Robbie Stadium over it. That's why they keep changing the name. Little fun fact for you there. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see what else we have here. Ah, the best tech of the decade, the best in technology of the past decade. Uh, what do we have here? Uber, Lyft, Instagram, iPad, WhatsApp, Amazon Echo, Google Home. They monitor you on that. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. Yeah, yeah, I did. But you know what? Enough of my conspiracies. They're very convenient devices that you can use, bar none, to be a lazy, fat-ass bitch and not do anything on your own. So anything that makes you more lazier, we fucking love it. Um, 4G LTE. Uh... Makes your phone communicate faster with your network service provider. You got a little bit faster internet, whatever, but they still slow down your speeds. Uh, I can almost think of a, a billion positives and drawbacks to anything technology-wise, except for the Sony PlayStation 4. The Sony PlayStation 4 is probably the best gaming console of all time to this point. I mean, if they come out with the PlayStation 5 and it's any better, you know... They can have all of my paychecks for a whole entire year because I will be doing nothing but sitting in the house and playing the PlayStation 5. Um, the Amazon Fire Stick TV. That is probably another one of the most convenient devices that we can ever use to create. Um, not create, but watch TV, watch movies and do whatever, you know, we want to we, whatever we want to pirate and stream for free. Instead of actually paying for the movies or waiting for them to come on cassette tape. Uh, it's basically the modern day bootleg. Instead of buying from a bootleg man on the corner selling TVs out of the back of his trunk. Now you can bootleg from a rich trillionaire guy. Who's selling movies off of his streaming app. Hmm. Some ratchet shit. Some rich ratchet shit for you. Uh, the Google Pixel. Yeah, it's a really good phone, even though I don't think I'm going to ever buy it because it's basically a camera, a phone built around a camera, you know, um, but it does have some good features to it. Like if you turn the phone upside down, it goes on uh, do not disturb mode and whatever. That's good for the cheaters out there. If you ever were wondering if you should buy one or not, the um, Samsung Apple Watch, two different things, but you know what I'm saying? The Samsung Galaxy Watch and the, and the Apple Watch. Innovation in technology. I love mine's. My Samsung Watch. The Apple Watch, I, I don't know. I think I really think at the end of the day, Apple products are very good functioning fluid products. But at the same time, it's a little bit of hype beast with it. You know what I'm saying? It's not really, you know, like really actually good, great to me. But that's neither here nor there. Leave it to yourself. If you want to get it, that's on you. 
I personally wouldn't buy an Apple Watch. I personally wouldn't purchase another Apple, um, like iPhone or something like that to be able to use the Apple Watch with and use all of its functions after the iPhone 5. Like, but hey, if you want to spend a thousand dollars every time to get to only be able to use their apps and you got a bunch of money, it's basically a status symbol. That's all Apple is to me. I feel like it's more functionality and in, in the different Androids out there on the market. Like I said earlier, you got Google Pixel, you got Samsung Galaxy, you got the Samsung Note. Those are the flagship phones that are great. And the Samsung Galaxy Watch is actually better, even a better rated, a better functioning, has more features than the Apple Watch. But you can't tell Apple heads that. Y'all can go look it up for yourself. Um, hmm. Let's see here. Oh, you know what? I'm going to get into more on the next segment. I'm going to let you hear from our sponsors. Next up, we got the best video games of the decade and uh, the best albums of the decade. Hip hop wise and the best hip hop and R&B artists of the decade. That's coming up next. On Crash Culture. All right. Part two of the best of the decade top 10 list. Oh, man. I really like where we headed with this. You know, I know I'm, I know my listeners going to go on Facebook and I know y'all going to go on Instagram and I know. I just know y'all going to have a problem and I know y'all going to comment about this, but I'm a big guy. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a boss. I talk my shit. You can not like it or you can like it. You can agree or disagree. I, my feelings aren't going to get hurt if you comment and you just don't like it as long as all I ask is when you comment. Let's have an intellectual debate. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's educate yourself come to me with facts proving your case before you come to me or don't step to me at all that's all i ask that's all i say so um let's start off with the best video games of the decade i'm I'm trying to save this other one for last because i know i'm gonna i'm gonna spend a lot of time talking about it um the best video games of the decade Grand Theft Auto 5, of course. I don't know nobody who hasn't played or likes to play Grand Theft Auto 5. And I don't know no parent that don't hate it. You know what I'm saying? When they actually see it and, and, and they play it. like I'm talking about like parents that are like 60, 70 years old. They hate the shit. You know what I'm saying? My mom been hating Grand Theft Auto 5 since I got like Grand Theft Auto 3 when I was in like middle school. So... Anything that your parents hate when you're younger is usually good for you when you get older. Okay? It's little words of wisdom. Uh, Fortnite, I hate. I'm pretty sure my child, when I have one, I hope Fortnite's out. I hope it's like played out by then because I hate it right now. I, I can't stand that building shit. Oh my God. My nephews, though, they are like the truth at that shit. I don't know how they do it. I have a nephew, Xavier, like, he can build like crazy and then like he shoot me like one time. It's, it's stupid, bro. I hate it. I hate that game. I like, I'm a Call of Duty guy. I like realistic shooting. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to fucking like 
build an entire castle on me and I just like right there next to you and I'm about to shoot you with a shotgun and I got to shoot you like 10 times in order to kill you once and just the shit just maddening. I hate that game. But it is one of the most popular games to ever come along. So it did make the all decade list. Candy Crush Saga. I can't tell you how many females I didn't seen on their iPhone when they just don't want to be out somewhere playing Candy Crush on their phone. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And they spend money on that game. They actually do spend money on that game. So I know that that's one of the uh, top games. And for all of the real nerds and geeks out there, yeah, I put Super Smash Brothers on the list for you. That game is another game that's whack as fuck to me, but, you know, kids and nerds alike love that game. So, and it does sell. So, hey, I got to put it on the list. You know, I'm like, I learned, I'm removing, you can tell I'm removing, I'm trying the best I can to remove my feelings and be unbiased as possible when making this list of all of the things that I'm making it of. So far, so far, I'm being as unbiased as possible. Um, Next up, we got God of War 3, God of War 4. You can't separate those two. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to put them as one because they were back to back, not back to back essentially in years, but they were in the same decade and they were two of the greatest games that their franchise ever produced. Um, Gears of War 3 and 4. I played Gears of War 3. I uh, played my homeboys Gears of War 4 on his Xbox because Xbox are for fags. But, you know, I guess my homeboy's a fag. Shout out to you out there, Leonard and Bayardo, because y'all love Xboxes. You know, like, I hate them. But, hey, uh, NBA 2K11. Um, yeah, NBA 2K was gangster, especially 11. That was probably the best 2K of all time next to 2K14. But uh, 2K11 was even more gangster because they had Jordan on the cover, and we all know Jordan's the GOAT. And they had the Jordan challenges and whatnot, and the gameplay was so smooth and fluid. And that's when everybody actually was into playing 2K offense and defense, and the game was a little bit more realistic with the mechanics and shit like that. And then they, they wasn't putting such a premium on getting VC to upgrade your character into my park and all that faggot ass shit that they've been doing over the past couple years, killing the franchise. I don't even buy 2K no more because of them killing that shit with that VP, that VC and the microtransactions. Microtransactions have kind of killed video game culture in a lot of ways. But when using properly like Apex Legends, like Fortnite does, then you could tell that the game is more funner and you're paying for things that the developers are actually creating with quality, you know, you, they're creating quality shit that looks cool or, or functions right, and you're paying for it based on that, and they're not charging you a crazy price for it, you know, they want to be paid for their artwork just like anybody else that's an artist, you know, or a designer. Uncharted 4, I played that game start to finish, one of the most visually appealing video games and most seamless gameplays that I have ever played in a video game, I would put it up there with God of War. And Gears of War. As a matter of fact, I should put it over Gears of War. That, if that's the one thing I want to change about this list. I put Uncharted over NBA 2K11 and Gears of War 4 and 3. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. I heard a lot about it. I started playing it Black Ops 3. I went back and bought Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2 and played both of them. And the story mode were fun and they were uh, very immersive. 
but I didn't get a chance, sadly, to play when everybody was online in the, the multiplayer matches and really get a real good feel for the game. But ever since Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4, which I learned how to play Call of Duty more so on Black Ops 3, I feel like um, Black Ops 2 pretty much probably was a, a better improvement upon that because the jumping through the air and flying over my head shit was so fucking annoying. I couldn't stand that shit. And when they came out with Black Ops 4, they fixed the gameplay. They got the boots on the ground right. But some of the, the, the that, that 150 health and all of that goofy shit with a bitch running around corner, no self-regen, that would have been cool if you just gave him 100 health and no self-regen. And it only take me a few bullets to kill him as usual. And if they want to, you know, get a health regen, just give him a stem shot they can use just once. Like Modern Warfare got that right, but got the camping wrong. You know, that's some faggot ass shit. They made the map so big where it give them a million spots to camp. But whatever, it is what it is. Um, Pokemon Go. I used to love that game when it first came out until they had, like, did some changes where, like, I remember at first, like, there was, like, a, um online website that you could go to and look up where all of the Pokemon were basically spawning at. And if you wanted to catch them, because you know you had to keep catching that Pokemon in order to involve it. And I wanted the Charizard. So when I, I, I caught my first Charmander, I'm like, all I got to do is catch 100 more. So I kept looking at the the, um, the online little website to see where they were spawning at. And I was going to go to the area somewhere out west and western or some shit like that. And then they took the site down for like a week. And then that kind of killed it. A lot of people that were going to um, Hollywood Beach and, you know, playing Pokemon Go. I remember when that shit came out, that shit was big. If anybody played Pokemon Go, like... Raise your hand, because that shit was fucking big. And i probably seen you on Hollywood Beach at some time. You know who you are. Big up yourself. Because that shit was sliding, but now it's whack. But my homeboy, Rashad, them, they still play it. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, they, they built up their character. They still was good. And it's kind of, I kind of feel like now how I felt like when I reset my account on Call of Duty by mistake. They was already so far ahead of me that I couldn't play it no more. So I say it's whack. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? But they still having fun. If anybody's still having fun, like, you know, let them have fun. But at the end of the day, Xbox is gay. Moving on. Uh, Woo! Now we're going to get into something. I know people going to hate these lists. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, I challenge you on any other list that I got. Come at me, bro. Come at me. All right? What we're going to say, we're going to talk about first is the best hip-hop and R&B artist of the decade, 1 through 10. Number one, if you argue with me, you're a fucking idiot, but I, you know, to each his own, I respect your opinion. No, I won't, but I, I kind of will, but I really won't because you still look like a jackass to me. Um, Drake, best artist of the decade. You know, his his melodic music and then his ability to switch it up and get into some hype shit. I fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? At first, everybody was picking on him, you know, draking, singing, and getting into his feelings too much. But then dudes started to realize, hey, I got feelings too. He's not afraid to talk about his. He's making music for the girls. They like it, nigga. I like it too. Okay, moving on. Kendrick Lamar. 
you can't talk about Kendrick without talking about Cole, and you can't talk about Drake without talking about those two. Hip hop is in good hands with those three running the game. Um, Kendrick Lamar really don't need no introduction, really don't need you to talk about him. But um, from To Pimble Butterfly to Good Kid Mad City to Damn, Kendrick Lamar pisses me off because he doesn't drop a lot. But when he drops his shit, he drops some shit. You know what I'm saying? That's why I fuck with Kendrick. And um, I already alluded to it before, but I mentioned it. J. Cole, For Your Eyes Only, Forest Tree Hill Drive, um, KOD, Born Center, one of my favorites. The sideline story, J. Cole, his lyrical talent and ability is bar none the best for his age group. And you heard me say it here first, not to mention he ain't afraid to call people out. He ain't afraid to battle you, go with you toe to toe. That whole Dreamville thing that he created, his whole label that he created underneath that shit, that shit going into, that shit sliding. They dropped Revenge of the Dreamers, um, which I didn't personally wasn't digging that album, but it is what it is. You got Middle Child on it? All right, give me some more of that. That shit sliding. So, yeah. Um... Next up, Kanye West. Kanye West is the de facto rapper that's gonna rock, gonna bottom out that little top four of hip hop and R and B artists. Cause I mostly listen to hip hop. That's why I got those four. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree with me. Even people that love R and B would be the top four R and B and hip hop rap artists of the decade so far. And then. Gotta put Beyonce in there at number five over Jay-Z because Beyonce is fucking Beyonce. And Lemonade did slap and then she did come out with a the homecoming. That shit slapped. So she Beyonce still keep coming out with her hits. You know, and hers is more a little bit more poppy and, and it has some hip hop and southern influences to her music. I guess that's because of Jay and that's her roots in Houston. So, you know. You, I, I fuck with Beyonce That's basically what I'm saying Without saying it uh, Jay-Z You can't talk about Beyonce Without talking about Jay-Z You can't talk about Kanye Without talking about Jay-Z You can't talk about Drake And none of these rappers or artists Without talking about Hove Hove was a staple in the game For 20 plus years um, But only 10 out of those 20 He was legit great Was legit at his pinnacle And I believe his dot decline began after watch the throne watch the throne began the decline of him but not only him kanye too after that album i don't think anything that they could release would essentially top that i think they could come out with something that would be on par with that but i know that um yeah we're gonna get into the best hip-hop albums of all time and you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see what i mean uh after jay-z is rihanna again you can't talk about them without talking about her um, she's a hit maker for a very, very long time. Uh, you notice the general theme. Almost all of these artists are tied together in some way, shape, form, or matter because they're legends and they make great shit already. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not going to put nobody, oh, why don't you got this underground person in there that I never heard of and I don't listen to on the regular all the time because they fucking suck. They don't sound good. What the fuck? You want me to put in people that don't really got fucking hits? You fucking idiot. Put him in your top 10 decade or some shit. Kiss my ass. All right. 
the weekend yeah the weekend be sliding too weekend shit go in you know he been going in for a while um chris brown as usually his shit be sliding and i'm gonna round it out and i am yes i'm showing a little bit of favoritism because like i said i started this shit off with travis scott and i fuck with travis scott because i kind of got a little rager in me as you can tell so travis scott yeah he's in my top 10 of the decade so what you want to fight about it okay like i thought we're good Next up, I'm so glad we mentioned in this because this album is the 10th album on the list. I'm going to I'm gonna do this in reverse. No, I'm not going to do this in reverse. I just had to tell you that while Nipsey was playing. Um, anyways, starting off number one, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is the best album from 2010 to 2020, bar none, top to bottom, cohesive, Production, uh, lyrics, meaning, and impact. To me, that like kind of shaped me as an artist in a lot of different ways with my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. He became crazy after that. You know? But hey, they say everybody got a little different crazy to them. So it is what it is. Uh, Watch the Throne, like I say, the pinnacle of both of their careers. Can't be top, can't be outdone by them ever again in my mind. But yeah, those are top one and two. After that, I put get Good Kid, Mad City because that's really how I was really, really introduced to Kendrick Lamar. Because, you know, Rigor Mortis was out before that. I think he had probably Section 80 out before that. But um, Good Kid, Mad City pretty much introduced Kendrick Lamar to the world. And Brought us into his life and told us his story. So, you know, good for a good kid, Man City, I will forever, like, fuck with that album. Uh, Forest Hill Drive, just when, like, you know, Jake, you thought J. Cole was great with Born Center. He drops Forest Hill Drive and, like, blow the doors off and show everybody his real talent as, like, an artist and a rapper. The boy can spit. Like I said, he can spit. He's one of the few dudes that are mainstream that can actually, really actually spit. And his pen is immaculate, and he can make beats on top of that. So, all-around talent. Take Care by Drake. I wasn't really a fan of Drake during the Take Care time, but I did listen to his music during the Take Care time, even the So Far Gone time. I've always listened to Drake since the very beginning. But at, at that time, there was a lot of stigmas on Drake, like... You know that if you listen to him, you be in your feelings a lot. Like you, you seen the memes before when they first started coming out about that shit. So it, it wasn't like a badge of honor to say like I fuck with Drake new album. You know what I'm saying? But nevertheless, like I say, I'm trying to be unbiased as possible. Drake, take care, is a top ten album of the decade, bar none. Born Center. You heard me mention J Cole earlier. That album. Slap, I challenge you listening to it from top to bottom. Every one of these albums that I'm talking to talking to you about, put them all in your playlist and listen to them from top to bottom and see how many songs you skip. I bet you don't skip more than five, motherfucker. You're welcome. All right, to Pimple Butterfly. His, like, Kendrick, back to Kendrick again. His concepts on this. His lyrics on this. Um, Next Level Gangster. 
if you're if you're reading this already it's too late by drake slap slap he had a lot of shit on there that was sliding you feel me um nothing was the same that's another album by drake that slapped um how many albums drake got in this motherfucker in the, in the top 10 oh three three so far i mean like eh. i think that's the most by anybody in this list so far i mean j cole got two kendrick kendrick got two yeah that's about right kendrick got two j cole got two drake got three because drake is better at making songs that get radio played that are more radio ready to be hits you know that can be more mainstream because drake has that little pop style to him and shit like that and um Cole is a little bit more like he would lean a little bit more toward being underground or underrated and shit like that. But his lyrics are raw as fuck and his flow is nice and all of that shit. And Kendrick Lamar is that guy that you know is raw and you know you don't want to fuck with him in a rap battle. But he's just there. You know what I'm saying? He's just there existing and just creating in his own world, in his own space. And like, don't fuck with him and don't fuck that up, else he gonna eat you alive. So, um, yeah, nothing was the same to me. That was one of my personal favorites. That shit slapped. And I gotta put Victory Lap in here. I gotta put Nipsey Hustle in there. I'm sorry, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. You know, that shit slapped, bro. That shit went fucking in. From top to bottom, like I said, that's another guy. That's another guy, not only guy, but album. Another human being. And like, R.I.P. to Nipsey Hussle, by the way. Um, Yeah, the man, his life was cut short too soon. Because that's his first studio album. All of his albums before that were mixtapes. You can go back to the Crenshaw mixtape. You can go back to um, Slauson Boy. You can go back to a lot of his shit and listen early on that he had the ability. He always had the ability. He just needed to focus more and have more time to perfect his crap and perfect his music. And his first studio album to me was one of the most complete studio albums that you can possibly come out with as a, a up as an up and coming rapper who's been on the block for a very long time because he was on the block since 2010. I think he was in the freshman shit with um. Drake and all of them and, and Kendrick but he didn't pop before them because he was more so focused on you know him being a real nigga and him already having a business and him doing his thing so it is what it is as long as he became recognized you know as one of the greats for what he had done in the game and which I don't like, I don't understand Wack 100 making them comments about him not a legend because his impact outside of um, music is what made him a legend. Just like LeBron James' out impact outside of basketball is what make him great. Not necessarily what he does on the court because, like I say, he's three and six. <laughs> cough, cough. Um, just like Nipsey Hussle only got one studio album, but that doesn't define his ability as an artist. 
or his discography because like I say, this man got like 10, 15 mixtapes. So he has a good body of work and he could have turned those mixtapes into studio albums. But he chose to market it and sell it and do what he wanted to with it. And that's why he owned all his masters at the end of the day when he passed and now his family could benefit from it. And a lot of these artists that I mentioned before, like Drake, the main one, number one on the list, is still forever in business with Birdman Sandusky. So, you know what I'm saying? I could respect Nipsey Hussle more. And that's why he in the, uh, the top 10 albums of the decade, which he should have won. Should have won a Grammy for that album that year for best new album, best new rap album. You know, they robbed him that year, but it's all good. He was Grammy nominated. He should have won a Grammy award. And I hope he win a Grammy award for the other songs that he put out. Um, and next up, I think, I think I'm going to add more to this best of the decade stuff. Going into tomorrow, like I'll probably have the best of the uh, best songs of the decade top ten list. I'll probably have a best uh, whatever the fuck I can think of list top ten. And like I say, y'all go on the Facebook page and y'all go on the Instagram page and y'all comment. You let me know your thoughts. I would love to know your feedback. Crash Culture uh, official on Instagram. Crash Culture, yeah, on Facebook, and uh, like I say, Crash Culture Media coming soon. I'm going to launch it. I'm going to try to launch it on uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, if not on the holiday um, or my birthday, because my birthday is a few days after it anyways. So, yeah. On that note, we're going to go to a little break right quick. But, uh, yeah. It's Crash Culture. All right. We're back with more Crash Culture. Enough of this entertainment shit. With time to get into some real shit right now, bro. Like, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm, I'm more so into right here. So, we gonna review the culture from the past decade. This is crash culture, right? Let's review the culture from the past decade. All right. Let's talk about how America's increasing in diversity with Latinos of population increasing and what that means for America. You know, pretty soon, pretty soon, pretty soon, black and brown people will be the majority because uh, studies have shown the Caucasian population is dwindling while black people and Hispanic people, even though black people are being uh, killed at an unprecedented rate due to police brutality, um, mandatory minimums, and all type of other shit to keep us locked up and in bondage and, and, and uh, keeping the cycle of oppression continued and keeping the powers that be in power with our sweat and our blood, which is basically modern, uh, another version of modern day slavery, it is what it is. Um, we have to educate our minds and 
empower ourselves mentally to fight whatever systemic oppression that we may face, not only for black people in America, but for people all over the world. Um, I know people that are from Africa who say what they go through and how hard they have it there. I know people from uh, Russia or um, Kazakhstan who talk about how hard they had it over there. I'm not saying I don't give a fuck how hard you have it over there because I care and I'm empathetic to your situation and what you're going to through. But I don't like to hear that type of shit like let's compare each other's struggle. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I've had it worse over here. You know, they they stuck um, pencils up my, my ears and shit and, and gouged me in the eyes. Oh, that's nothing, buddy. They shoved the German shepherd into my ass and they and they and they pissed him off because they lit his balls on fire and they made him chew me alive. Like, let's stop doing this like dick measuring contest with each other's pain. Okay? Because at the end of the day, black people in America, being realistic, suffered the worst form of oppression and slavery and bondage. If you do your research, okay. There were no rules to the way they could treat us. They could treat us. Uh, less than a piece of cattle Animals had more rights than black people Okay They did a hell of a thing With uh, 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 um, Your boy uh, Hitler In um, Germany But at the same time He rose to power in that way When they stole Africans Because at first they were promised a, a good life And then after that they stole them and brought them to America You know Africans were literally jumping off the ship and drowning themselves to not have to go through that shit once they got woke to what the fuck was going on. So it's not like, oh, all of the kings sold them off. A lot of African slaves were sold. So a lot of them didn't, you know, a lot of them couldn't buy their way out of bondage, out of slavery. Like a lot of the Arab, Arabian or whatever Muslim people were who were in bondage in Africa, who were enslaved in Africa. It was possible for them to buy their way out of slavery. And then on top of that, there were rules to where you had to medically treat. You had to get medical attention for your slave over there. So when people try to tell me that slavery always existed, yeah, but there were rules to this shit. There were levels to that shit back in the day. There was no, you know, when they brought slavery to America, they changed the game because there was no rules. There was no uh, governing law at the time. And I don't think there ever was gonna be one to the way they had to treat slaves until the union collapsed you know and then when they say oh lincoln was like man you know what fuck that shit man we gotta we gotta save some money let's start spraying these niggas man you know what i'm saying Let, let's keep some more money in our pocket you feel me because it's getting more cost effective to take care of them and make sure they stay alive working for us than it is to just let them go and you know depend on machines and all type of stuff because the industrial revolution was around the corner you know so, you know, that, that, that whole war was all bullshit. But anyways, war is always bullshit at the end of the day. Moving forward. Um, legalization of marijuana and the decriminalization of it has now turned into a more increasingly positive outlook by the majority of Americans. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Because the propaganda that they put on TV is not as, as negative. The propaganda that they put on TV and all on social media with the advent of social media. That's another thing. The majority of Americans get a lot of their news from social media. So 
we got to be even more careful with fake news because we're not getting it from a credible news network that never mind forget what the fuck i was saying because a lot of these news networks ain't even credible a lot of them put out fake news just like social media so you might as well get it from online god damn it you might as well try and get it from the source just do your research just think with an objective mind just try not to believe it until it's proven to you over and over again and then do variables follow the scientific method ladies and gentlemen you know how it go what, what, what is it research observe do tests, run variables, get your results, examine the results, and then do it all over again to make sure it's right. Okay? That's how the scientific method works, and I would like and I would love it if people would implore it more instead of acting like jackasses and just believing the first thing that they read without looking at dates, without looking at time, without trying to look up statistics or anything. I should say what has changed in the culture is people have become increasingly more jackasses due to social media as well but i guess people were always kind of you know dumb stupid panicky and mass groups the individual is always bright as i said before that an individual human being is is full of limitless potential and talent but when people get the group together all of a sudden i think they transfer their stupid to each other i don't know what the fuck that is but hey it is what it is you know i used to be one of those people that used to dumb down myself to make other people feel comfortable you know what i'm saying so i don't know if people do that naturally or not maybe it's something that i should look into maybe i should do research on that myself that people do they dumb themselves down to try and fit in to make sure that they conforming to make other people feel comfortable because i know i did that at one point consciously not subconsciously consciously i did it because i know if i open my brain and open my mouth and said exactly what the fuck was on my mind, a lot of people would have automatically assumed that I was crazy or I knew too much. And sometimes you're both. But a lot of people can't handle that because they're so used to being trapped in the mundane routine of life and just no paying bills and dying. So anytime when you surprise them with some knowledge that's going to wake them up a little bit and they wasn't expecting it to come from a person like you because they think that you just like them, they like, what the fuck? Something wrong with this guy. No, something wrong with you, motherfucker. Something wrong with you if you're comfortable living that type of life. But anyways, moving forward, the tech field is growing and expanding, of course, due to social media. And I'm pretty sure you've known a general theme around what I've been saying so far, what has changed, what has made the most major impact so far in the culture and the society in the past 10 years, the advent of social media. 20 years, actually, I could say the past 20 years. Social media has completely changed the dynamics of the culture, the way we communicate with each other and interact with each other, anywhere from our family, anywhere to politics, anywhere to our relationships and our everyday lives. We allow social media. As a matter of fact, I got a blog coming out soon about how uh, it's, it's called Tech Rehab, a blog series starting off with social media, cellular therapy. Um, shameless plug, but moving forward. Uh yeah, man, we letting that shit run us too much. What else? Americans spend more time, spend more time and money eating out than buying groceries. We all know that's why obesity rates are so high. The music industry is basically changing toward digital because I, I don't know why they came out with the Millennium Act to basically stop people from pirating shit. If you were going to come out with this shit, like like streaming services where they can make artists can make their money any goddamn way, 
Uh, I guess. I guess the streaming services wouldn't have made as much money if they didn't do that. So I guess it makes sense. Hmm. Maybe they should do something about that net neutrality and slowing down people's data. Whatever that, that Habib dude is, that, that fucker from Comcast, you know. Everybody hates Comcast because of that. Because now once you get to up, get up to a certain speed, even your phone companies do this. And you may not notice and see this in the fine print. But once you reach a certain limit of data, like I think it's like 50 gigs for a phone, a terabyte for your cable. If you haven't topped up your data or you pay for the unlimited super mega premium plan, which costs you $100,000 and you're making 20 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour or some shit, barely paying your bills. Then your shit's gonna be slow after a while. After about 20 days, you'll notice a slowdown in your speed. Okay? They never tell you that at the phone companies or, or the internet companies when you buy the service, by the way. But I'm telling you now, so now you know. No excuse, jackasses. Um not you, not my not my adoring fans, the people that don't want to research and look up and listen to what I'm saying about that. Trust me. Look it up. Net neutrality. They do that any goddamn way when they slow down your service. And Comcast is one of the main culprits of it. I've known, I've experienced it my goddamn self. And then they don't tell you about the little devils in the details. Once you get past a year, if you got a two-year contract with them and your promo's done after that year, they can go up to your bill and make it almost two times as much. That's why so many people are mad at them. But moving forward, school shootings and mass shootings and police brutality have almost become normalized. Wow. I mean, I could do a whole nother episode on that. As a matter of fact, I think I did a whole episode on that kind of in a way. But uh, yeah, we can do a whole nother episode on that. This is what the culture is moving toward. Like that shit is now becoming normal. A church shooting just happened like last week or some shit. Two people have died and people are like only two people. Oh, my God. Thank God that that shooter didn't get more people because somebody with a gun killed him. Like, shut your goofy ass up. It obviously got to be made harder to get weapons for dumbasses instead of making it more accessible to everybody. You know, I was on Facebook the other day and I or 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 today, earlier today, and I saw a video. I don't know where it was at, but these guys like use a truck to pull off a, 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 a fence to like a gun store. And these guys just ran in there with bags and broke open all their cases and took a bunch of guns out. You know what I'm saying? So it's more guns on the streets now than ever. Like, you should prove yourself in order to be competent enough to learn how to work a gun and only use it to protect people when your life is in danger. You know what I'm saying? Like, not walking around with it. I'm going to protect my First Amendment rights, my Second Amendment rights. You know, ain't nobody going to take my gun. I want to be able to shoot whoever I want to shoot and get away with it. You know the hillbilly types that do all that goofy shit. Um, anyways, moving forward, streaming apps have become more essential than cable television and regular network TV, local TV. Yeah. Netflix, Hulu, Firestick. Hello. This is the best technology improvements in technology have made it. So they are combating companies like Comcast who are trying to charge you a bazillion bucks for cable service. So there's an alternative to that. That's there's a solution right there to come your little Comcast or your Time Warner problem or your AT&T U-verse problem. Just do what everybody else is doing. Buy these streaming apps, set them up. Just pay a little $10 a month for those services or between all three, you'll probably pay like 30, 40 bucks a month. You know, you get you a $40 uh, internet box, you know, uh, or you get you an unlimited 
hot spot. You know, make sure you get a good one like Verizon or T-Mobile that they offer. Add it on to your plan and you'll probably be paying, you know, all together like uh, 80 bucks a month for your TV services and when you're gaming. You know, like, there you're welcome. You feel me? All we do over here is move the culture forward by coming up with solutions to shit. All right. But anyways, more about the last decade in review. Um, College tuition has become more expensive, increasingly more expensive. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I didn't go off to a big university, a big college. I looked at them numbers. I said, fuck that shit. I ain't taking out no motherfucking loan. You can kick rocks. If they ain't good enough with this associate's degree, what I got for, you know, that with that federal Pell grant, I was getting money every year, bitch. I am not paying you to go to no goddamn school and learn some shit that I can learn out here in the world on my own or research and do my due diligence as a human being and try to learn about the world around me. All of the knowledge is in books. You feel me? And a lot of knowledge is online from them books. So you have no excuse to be ignorant. You can look all of this stuff up. Um, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to cap it all around and bring it all around to the presidency, the most powerful position in the world, which is the American presidency, which is not really the most powerful position in the world because, you know, it's ran by, it's like an invisible empire and, you know, they have other people in place. Basically the banks run it, but mm, for the sake of the normal person who really doesn't know about all of that shit, we're just going to talk about Trump and Obama. Let me dumb it down for you. Obama good, Trump bad. I can end it just like that, but I'm not going to do that. Um, let me talk about what Obama meant to black people and one of the reasons why we voted for him because he symbolized change for us and he was like, yes, we can and all that rah-rah shit and you know we just wanted a black president, period, because most of us never thought we was going to see it in our lifetime. So when he got elected, we was like, yes, our niggas in the White House, he going to do something for us and he didn't do shit, by the way. So Obama, not so great, but at the same time, they blocked him in Congress every step and every turn. They, he, he, he tried to get something across, they blocked him, but at the same time, he wasn't really trying to pass nothing for black people. They definitely would have blocked him. If he would have tried to pass reparations for black people, then I'm like, impeach, impeach, impeach this nigger now. <laughs> you know, he couldn't do no real shit in there. You feel me like that? So anyways, and then you got this guy, Trump, who's pretending to be the pseudo intellectual, pretending like he's doing shit for the black community. When he's like a fucking puppeteer, he's stringing Kanye along. And it's so sad because Kanye's in, like I said, my one of my greatest artists of the decade, one of the one of the favorite artists I grew up listening to, as well as everybody else, I'm sure. And this fucking clown, you know, I don't know if he's doing it for promo. I don't know if he's doing it for money. I don't know what the fuck Kanye's doing it for with this shit with Trump. But uh, basically, he buddied up, buddied up, and kissing up to Trump and trying to be best friends with him. And I don't know how that's gonna make and push us forward as a black community. You're inspiring free thought thought okay all right i get you kanye but at the same time you must admit that trump is a pretty corrupt and fucked up human being and the image or the thought of you agreeing with him on anything is not gonna bode well for the black community we're not gonna support that you already didn't marry a black woman and have kids with a black woman you did that with a kardashian so we kind of looking at you kind of funny and then you go do this shit with trump like you seem real out of touch like extremely out of touch. So 
that's just my thoughts on Kanye. His music, his product, you know, which is his music over the years, still undeniable, still uncompromisable, especially my dark twisted fantasy. So, like I said, I came up with these lists to be unbiased. I talked about this decade in review to be inspirational and to give us something to reflect on and think about moving into the year forward. Uh, the year is coming, the next 10 years, basically. On the next uh, part two of this season one finale, we're going to talk about 2019. What better time to talk about 2019 when you're in 2020 and you can get a better better measurement of it. You can get a more accurate measurement of it, what it meant to you, what happened in that year, good, bad, or indifferent. I can tell you one thing, like I said that I talked about earlier. We really lost somebody that were going to that was going to be a fucking legend, bro. And that was Nipsey Hussle and um RIP to him. I dedicated the first episode to him and I'm dedicating this season to him, you know, because when I first started listening to his music, like my homeboy put me on him, you know, and like I say, top to bottom, most cool he said album made me go back and listen to all the rest of his shit. And this is a year before he passed. No matter of fact, I think his his uh, victory lap came out at the end of 2018, not 2019. But it felt like 2019 because I was bumping that shit all year. Yeah, it came out at the end of 2018. But I was bumping that shit all year into 2019. That was like my album on repeat for 2019. And then Young Thug dropped um, in the middle of the summer. So much fun. And then I was banging that shit. But yeah, R.I.P. Nipsey also, man. Like I said before, you know, it's real sad to see a king go like that. Um, yeah, I, I had his his music, his album Victory Lap on re, on repeat from 2018 to 2019. Uh, I still play his music. I said my friend put me on to him. And I went back and listened to all of his stuff. My friend put me on to him in uh, 2017. And I went back and listened to all of his stuff. And then he passed in 2019. And it was like so sad to me. Because I just, I was already a fan for a year. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to be the next up. He's great. And then, you know, we waiting to hear another album. For him to drop another album. I think he had um, made um, Perfect Timing. I think he had Perfect Timing. He released that single. And then he started dropping, like, um, higher with Khaled. And, you know, he started getting into album mode. And then, boom, this punk-ass nigga Eric Holder killed him over some bullshit because he called him out for being a snitch, which I still kind of think was set up by the government for that to happen to him because they know he was going to be great. And they know he wasn't afraid to speak up on, his, on, on real issues. And they know what he was doing in the community. And they also know... Um, that he was hood certified. He was street certified. So they couldn't play with him in certain ways. And he owned his masters. He owned his business. He took his his money and invested it back in himself and the community. So, you know, like I said, I'm, uh, I, I'm dedicating not only the first episode like I did of Crash Culture Season 1 to Nipsey, but... um I'm dedicating this whole first season to him. Rest in power, King. And uh, hopefully we see, ever see another guy like him. Like, we never thought we were going to see another guy like Tupac. We saw 
him and I say Kendrick is the closest two things so far that we've seen to a Tupac in different ways, of course. But uh, yeah, the message that Tupac put out all the many years ago, you could tell it's, touch, it's touched a few people and a few people have come along to remind them of him. And I got a feeling it's going to be somebody else that's going to come along and remind them of him. But uh, yeah, this is part one of the season one finale, episode 15, Crash Culture. We out. Smoking gas.